need the teeth by Christmas 2020. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful to be on this side. And really, we're in the Christmas season, although, and we're going to sing some Christmas uh, songs today because if you didn't get enough before now, we're going to finish it up here with, with this Sunday and maybe one more reminder next week. Um, the announcements are that we are not having any gatherings this Wednesday night. The prayer room will be open for prayer Tuesday morning. You're always invited to that. We have still some kingdom investment possibilities for Christmas and after Christmas that are in there. I'm sure you've found many other things that you can give. This is a season of giving since we have been the great receivers of God's love. And on the back we have a there is a, a, a very informative documentary. It's called In His Image Movie. And uh, it actually uh, talks about God's plan for and God's design for uh, the human race uh, and gender. So it's more of an uh, adult movie. Uh, you can look at it first, and then you can decide whether your children uh, want to look at it. The new upper rooms uh, have arrived, and they're on the tables. And, you know, we've been having additional upper rooms every uh, month, and so... Listen, it wouldn't hurt to get an extra one and give it to somebody else because we would much rather someone else be utilizing them than us put them in the recycle bin at the uh, end of the season. Also, for those of you who are still looking for a daily devotional that don't use the upper room, you can get a, a seedbed devotional uh, at seedbed.com. Uh, it's completely Wesleyan, uh, Methodist, and um, often goes through the uh, books, one book at a time. And so, anyhow, that's another alternative. This is a good time of the year to make a to come up with new resolutions since uh, this old year is about over with and, and that may be one for some of you. If we have no other announcements, we are grateful you're here. What I will say this is um, I'm thankful for everyone who made our Christmas Eve uh, gathering possible. We were, we were initially apprehensive as to whether we would do it or not uh, because of the health situation, but we are so grateful that we were able to, and for all those who had a part in it, our musicians and our singers and our children and everybody else, and of course Gary, who's always been gracious to us on the uh, microphones, we are grateful. And for your presence, we are grateful. Angels from the realms of glory wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang redemption's story now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Shepherds in the fields of 
This Christmas morning, our Christmas, sorry, first Sunday after Christmas, we're going to pray this Christmas prayer that's in the hymnal, so let's pray. Eternal God, by the birth of Jesus Christ, you gave yourself to the world. Grant that being born in our hearts, Christ may save us from all our sins and restore within us the image and likeness of our Creator, to whom be everlasting praise and glory, world without end, and all God's children said, Amen. We're going to affirm our faith using the scriptures from 1 Corinthians. And I'll begin by saying, this is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved. Christ died for our sins, was buried, and raised on the third day, and appeared first to the women, then to Peter and the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One of God, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn of the dead, in whom all things hold together, in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell by the power of the Spirit. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and by the blood of the cross reconciles all things to God. Amen. You may be seated. Dear, dear God, we ask that you will come into our hearts today and grant us with understanding as we go throughout this message. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise the Lord in the heights. Praise the Lord, all his angels. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts. Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Praise the Lord, all shining stars. Praise the Lord, highest heavens, and all waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded, and they were created. Who established them forever and ever, and fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, sea monsters, and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and smoke, stormy winds fulfilling God's commands. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Beasts and cattle, small creatures and flying birds. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth. Young men and maidens together, 
old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name alone is exalted, whose glory is above earth and heaven. God has raised up a horn for his people, praise for all his faithful ones, for the people of Israel who are near their God. Praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. This time, if the children will come. It looks like you made it after Christmas. Everybody, did you have a big Christmas? Good Christmas over there? Can I get a, is that a, for sure, a 90%? Would you, uh, on a scale of, no, I won't do that, no. You know what, we are so grateful that we are actually celebrating in the Christmas season because for, for the church, I know there's two calendars and this can be confusing. But for the church, Christmas season begins the day of Christmas, and then we go for until January the 6th, and that, that's called the Christmas season. You know what happened January the 6th? The, the, the three magi show up. And I know that's confusing too, because if you look on a Hallmark card, they're already there at the birth of Jesus. But what happened was... A guy named St. Francis, he made the first manger scene. He came up with this idea, you know, there's a lot of people that can't read the scriptures. So what we're going to do on December the 25th, when people come, we're going to put together a manger scene like it was the night that Jesus and them were born. And kind of like what we did on Christmas Eve night, you know, the way we kind of acted it out. Well, they did that, but they also included the wise men, too, because they could only be there for that one day, so they got them all together, and, and they uh, put them all together. But, you know, there is, the Scripture seems to tell us, it doesn't say exactly the day this took place, and it doesn't say exactly the day that the wise men or the Magi showed up, but it didn't happen on Christmas Day, and I'm going to explain why that is maybe today. A little bit, or, or mention it, I won't explain it, okay? Was that helpful, or what? That's about as clear as the Mississippi River, isn't it? <laughs> well, let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you're the greatest gift any of us could ever have. And we're so thankful that not only are we on this side of the Christmas day that we remember your birth, but we're on this side of the Christmas when you first came. And not only that, but also of Easter when you rose from the dead after being crucified for us. We thank you, Lord, that next year the greatest gift we could have is to love you with all of our hearts and to receive more love from you. And the next year is the greatest gift we could have is to receive more love from you and to love you even more because you're the gift that never gets old and there's so much more of you than what we 
have today. We are so blessed to gather to worship you and we thank you for these young ones. We pray that you will continue to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I'm so thankful for, for all the songs and, uh, and the good traditions that we, we have uh, that help us remember again, intentionally remember this first birth and this, this wonderful coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the first Sunday after Christmas, we're already 40 days later in Jesus being presented at the temple, and we're going to talk about that. But we sang a song this morning, and it's the first time I'd heard the song sang about, and one of the lyrics goes, I wish I was able to be at the manger when Jesus was born, something like that. You know, the fact of the matter is that we can walk with the Lord today. Just as His disciples walked with Him, we walk with Him, with the Word of God in His presence being in us. We can, we can be with Jesus today. God has made it possible for us to be with Jesus' presence in us today. And we come today to worship and celebrate that. And we come also uh, to pray together and to hear God's Word and to be encouraged to keep walking with the Lord. Um, it is a great challenge when tragedy takes place. It always seems to be a little bit more difficult in the holidays, but there's no perfect timing. But we want to remember uh, the Billy Dixon family. That's Cammie's father uh, passed away, uh, Keith's father-in-law, and we just want to remember to keep them in our prayers. The Logan Clayton family. Um, we want to remember those who are um, in the hospitals taking care of folks, our emergency responders, our military who were unable to be home uh, for Christmas because of their commitment, uh, and for the many other that are likewise. Uh, we also we want to give thanks that there were no greater casualties in Nashville. As far as we know, there was one casualty, and the, my last news I heard was that it could have been the perpetrator of the bomb that was uh, killed. Uh, and we don't, you know, that's just not a good thing. Um, but we're super thankful that there were, I think three people had to go to the hospital. And when you have such a blast, I'm sure I would think the intention was greater carnage. And we thank the Lord that nothing more happened than what took place. And we want to be in prayer as the folks in Nashville begin to build back in that area. And certainly they're on edge. You know, we're all looking over here at COVID and all of a sudden over here there's a big bomb and we sometimes forget that there's a lot of other things going on in the world even as this virus continues to get most people's attention. We want to pray for Justin Mathis. Uh, uh, 
there's someone's having a heart cath today that we want to remember them. The military, as we said, our world leaders, John Dunn, Barbara Mars, Ann Mayfield, uh, Barbara McCormick, and we praise the Lord for the new baby, uh, Matt and Diane Upright, uh, and this beautiful day, and that the Lord has come to bring healing, healing for all of us, and it's available for us today. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank You that as we sang, You are going to descend again, and we want to keep our hearts and our minds readily anticipating that return when there'll be no more need for prayer requests, that we will be able to spend eternity with you in praise as you continue to reveal the majestic depths of your love for us and your perfect plan in a perfect scenario. But until that day, Lord, we are thankful that we can come before your throne with our prayer requests and our thanksgivings. We thank you. You have given us all breath today, all who hear and all who have gathered with us. We thank you, Lord, that you have allowed us to experience another celebration of your birth. And Lord, we thank you that as we encroach on the ending of this Gregorian calendar year that we can all say we really have nothing to hold against you because you've been good to us every day of our lives. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your faithfulness. And we thank you for the greatest gift of your spirit that does not diminish or grow old or wear out or become irrelevant to our lives. And now let us pray the prayer Jesus taught His disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may remain seated as we join together singing Sing We Now of Christmas.
we join together singing Away in a Manger. somebody cuts in front of you on the highway and you get ready to give them a piece of your mind, you may want to sing the doxology. That would be a good time. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. You know, there's an interesting reading. I hope you find it interesting. I hope you take your bulletin home and you read that little devotion on the front of it because it talks about uh, what to do when other people irritate us. And uh, so anyway, I'll leave that for those of you who have the bulletin. We're going to read from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. And I'm reading from the NIV, and you are welcome to follow along with the screen, or if you have your own Bible, because you like to mark in it. Uh, when you are hearing it being read, you can do that too. Um, I'm actually going to start on the 21st verse to go ahead and get this other little portion of information Luke gives us. On the eighth day... When it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus. The name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. And when the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it was written in the law of the Lord, 
Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves are two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you... Now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many and to be a sign which will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, Dr. Luke uh, just is giving a report. In fact, we read about Dr. Luke's report in Acts. It starts out that he's gathering all this information uh, for a guy named Theophilus for him to understand what's going on. So Dr. Luke was concerned about the facts. And he presents uh, Jesus as God's son, born of a woman, born under the law. And Paul reiterates this in Galatians 4.4 when he says, In the fullness of time, Jesus, the Son of God, I'm paraphrasing now, was born of a woman, born under the law, I'm not paraphrasing this, to redeem those who were born under the law, and that would be all of us. For God is the author of law and justice. And every time we feel that we have been, there's something that's been unjustly done to us, there's something inside of our nature that goes, mm. you know, that was, and we do want everybody to get justice except us, at least me. I don't want justice, I want mercy. Uh, I asked that at the judge here at Henderson because I'd gotten a ticket. Uh, actually, I asked for mercy and he gave me justice. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, I, as long as he does it for everybody, I'm happy. You know, we know. But in accordance with the law, Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day. 
which is a very interesting scientific fact if it's true the doctors can verify this because they say that the coagulation is at its greatest in the human being on the eighth day I don't know uh, about anyway we won't go into details there but his name is declared and at a time when we're doing you know gender reveal at you know three months into the or four months into a pregnancy we're doing all these gender reveal you know they waited they didn't know there was no way to know uh, of course God had already told Joseph and Mary but you know I'm sure there were many days during Mary's pregnancy and Joseph's life that even after Joseph had been revealed in a dream that this child is from the Lord that there were some questions as to whether this is a is this come on you know really is this you know and if it's so why did we end up in Bethlehem with no room for the baby to be born and of course the shepherds would have been a confirmation you know them showing up and then Joseph and Mary go well there you go there it is and and, and now when they go to the temple this is other confirmation that God gives the young couple but not only does he give them a confirmation, he gives a promise to, a promise fulfilled uh, to Simeon and, and something that Anna probably had been waiting for all her life. You know, she's praying in the temple, she's fasting, worshiping, and in her 84th year of life, or, you know, she sees the consolation of Israel. You know, I, I, it's interesting, again, on the 40th day, Jesus is brought to the temple. He's presented before the Lord, and a sacrifice is made to redeem the firstborn. In fact, the ordinance in the scriptures that Luke gives, I think there's a little footnote there, because the ordinance actually said that for those who were able to, to uh, redeem the firstborn, they had to redeem the firstborn, meaning that the firstborn always belonged to the Lord, and if they're going to take it home with them, they had to redeem it. Uh, and so the ideal sacrifice was a unblemished lamb. And this is kind of one of the reasons why theologians say we know the, that two reasons, two things, that, that the Magi hadn't showed up yet. Because first of all, if the Magi had showed up, Mary and Joseph wouldn't be back in Jerusalem. They, they would feel like they had a... They had, you know, they had to watch out for the baby's life, so they, they wouldn't have showed up there. They were still in Bethlehem, although Luke doesn't tell us that, because Bethlehem was only five miles from Jerusalem, three miles by some account, and uh, Nazareth was about 70 miles from Jerusalem. So they were still there, and they, you know, they're doing what the law requires. Mary, probably her first time to go into the temple. And it was the center of action in Jerusalem. I mean, I don't know what it would be like taking uh, you know, somebody who had come from an, a foreign country into the Mall of America uh, because there would have been a lot going on at the temple. You know, there was priests doing sacrifices over here. Uh, there were sacrifices that could be purchased 
over there. There were money changers over here. There were merchants probably over here. And listen, hey, don't... I'm just reading this in, but I wouldn't doubt it if there weren't, wasn't a souvenir shop somewhere around because it's just the human nature that, you know, if people make that trip to Jerusalem, they're going to come out with something that we made the trip. But it was probably Mary's first experience. And she comes into this, and they're, you know, they go there. Again, I had described them as peasant family from uh, a low-life uh, town called Nazareth, and they probably, maybe they were still in Bethlehem because they didn't have the wherewithal to go back to Nazareth. You know, it takes money to make the trip, and, and Joseph could have been working out his room and board and their, their being there, but they had enough to make the minimal requirement and that was the two turtle doves in order to redeem the child. And of course, they already had the unblemished lamb in their hands that would redeem the world from his sin. They didn't maybe get the connection there right at the moment, but they come in and then Simeon, who's described as a man who is righteous and devout, an elder man, he wasn't a priest, uh, we don't know what he would, had planned to do that particular day, but it said the Spirit of God led him to the temple. And you know, I was thinking, what a, what a wonderful way to be recognized by heaven. Someone who, the, who is led by the Spirit. I mean, that, that's not a bad thing to, to have on your epitaph, you know. Of, uh, led by the Spirit. Uh, and that, that, that's not, I mean, that's, that's a bucket list for all of us, you know, because John wrote that, you know, Paul wrote to Romans that those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. And that's what we are. We, we're children of God if we're, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. And here, this was before Pentecost. This is before Christ's sacrifice. Thank God there were remnants of people who were hungry for God back in those days. We know the priests weren't. Or, or if they were, there were very few that were. We know that there was a couple that are in the Scriptures that, that there was... A, Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night and then there was uh, um, Joseph of Arimathea who took the body of Jesus down. He was also part of the priesthood but for the most part it was a kind of a backslidden priesthood. Herod the king was wicked. They were under Roman oppression and, and if they, they weren't really paying attention to the scriptures because it wasn't really until the Magi showed up and it surprised everybody that they're there looking for the king of Israel. And this newborn king that they saw, the sign in heaven and stuff. And that's when they begin to search the scriptures. But here's Simeon. A just man led by the Spirit. And Mary and Joseph bring baby Jesus in. And we don't know at what part, uh, whether they had already made the sacrifice or not. But Simeon comes to him probably, you know, a bit excited. You know, one of those excited people in church, which are, you know, we don't necessarily find a lot of those people in the Methodist church. But, you know, those that are excited about God on Sunday morning and they're like, praise the Lord! We're glad you're here. Hallelujah. We've come to worship the Lord. 
and he swoops the baby up from Mary's arms and he looks at the baby like this is what I've been waiting for all my life this is my bucket list fulfilled I see the consolation of Israel the Redeemer of humanity is here and he thanks the Lord he says my bucket list is fulfilled I'm ready to die and then he blesses them Mary and Joseph he's not a priest but he goes ahead and does the laity thing and blesses them and then he says that prophecy you know that hurts some of us I mean that Jesus is going to be a dividing line for many people either there are going to be those who serve him and believe he is who the Bible says he is and there's going to be those who don't but he's going to reveal the hearts of every human being that one day we're going to we're going to be his he's going to be the revealer of our hearts as to what it is we believe and then he tells Mary that this too Mary your heart's going to be pierced by what's going to happen to this baby you know we thank God for for people in our lives who who stay hungry for the Lord uh, we've been very fortunate to run into many in every location that we've had the opportunity to be in we just recently lost a friend of ours uh, George Foster he uh, he was a giant of a man giant guy uh, and uh, but he was a missionary uh, served in, in um, Brazil for several years and he and his wife and their children were born there and he was very fluent in Portuguese and he taught there and he was all he just he spent his life teaching about Jesus and he left there and went to this place in uh, Minneapolis where he became the minister of ministers and he would go to where other people were serving the Lord in foreign countries and he would encourage them and he and Dolly were super encouraging I, I'll never forget George had a lot of he was very good with words in fact on the 20 about the 22nd or so I was looking at my Facebook page and George had posted this uh, reminder of what Christmas is all about and he had this poem that he had put on there in fact I, I went back to look for it uh, last night to see if I could cut and paste and read it to you but there's so many things that have gone on in Facebook since then I couldn't find it but anyway uh, Dolly would say that her mom would always say this to them before they left the house her mother would say this is the day that the Lord has made and she wouldn't let them leave the house that morning until they said and we will rejoice and be glad in it uh, but George and Dolly both spent a life of loving the Lord well George I, I saw uh, Christmas Eve where they people begin to post things about how George had impacted their life he had gone to be with the Lord and he was spending Christmas now with Dolly who had gone several years before and him uh, now be in Christ's presence on this Christmas Day sad for the family but a wonderful, 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 wonderful way to spend Christmas in the presence of the one who made Christmas everything that we know it of. 
And they stayed hungry for the Lord. You know, I, I am so grateful for those who stayed hungry for the Lord. Simeon stayed hungry for the Lord. And then there's this wonderful woman named Anna. You know, married seven years. You know, they identify her as being the daughter of Phanuel, if that's the way you say it, uh, from the tribe of Asher, you know. And, and she spent those seven years in marriage and lost her husband. And it said that instead of becoming bitter... You know what? Somebody said this. You can, you can, we have choices every time something happens in our life. You know, tragedy happens. And nobody likes that. And we don't wish it on anybody. And we, but we can either do this. We can become bitter or we can become better. God will carry us through. And God will use even these great challenges in our life for God's honor and glory and Anna was an example of that she went and spent we don't know you know it says night and day she prayed before the Lord you know we we just have to we have to fill in the blanks because we just have so little about her and Simeon both there's so little that we know about them but here's what we know they made such an impression on heaven that the same Holy Spirit that led Simeon into the temple to see the Lord Jesus Christ that day is the same Holy Spirit that led Dr. Luke to write down this little information that we have about them in the Scriptures. This is how heaven saw them. And maybe she spent her time in the temple because uh, she didn't have any place else to go. I don't know. And maybe she fasted sometimes because she didn't have enough to buy a meal. I don't know. But she prayed and fasted. And she prayed and fasted. And she prayed and fasted and she never gave up. And Simeon never gave up. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what's on your bucket list. But if it's not to know the Lord more, then I know Him this year. It's not to have a deeper walk with God, to have a greater relationship with God, to be able to be more available to God. I want to be more available to your plans and your purposes for my life. And you know that song John Lennon did, you know that song, it's kind of depressing, so this is Christmas and what have we done? Another year older and another year gone. Anyway, I didn't, didn't, I'm not trying to depress you, but there is a good message. You know, what have we done? The year's gone, we mark our times by these special events. Here is, we're past that Christmas. Are we walking closer? Are we determined to walk closer to the Lord? One thing this virus gave us all the opportunity to do. Spend more time in God's Word. They couldn't forbid that yet. I know that there's, you know, there's a lot going on in our world and there's a lot going on in our world. I'm going to tell you the same wicked and darkness that was ruling Jerusalem under the leadership of Herod is still alive and well in the United States. 
The oppressors are still doing whatever they can because there is a plan one day to move us all under one big happy family of dominion under one government in order to present the Antichrist before Jesus comes back. You know, we must never, ever forget. And the only way we're going to be able to discern the times that we live in and the only way we're going to be like the sons of Ishakar, the Bible says they knew what was going on in their day. They, they kept an eye on God's Word and an eye on God in, in prayer and, and they could discern what was going on in their day. And that's what we need people to be able to do that in, in this time, in this day. Thank God for saints who don't give up. You know, I'm convinced that we will never become the people God created us to be unless we ask God to give us a hunger for Him and for God's priorities. We need to ask God, Lord, give us that same hunger Simeon had. Give us that determination that Anna had. Help us to pray. Help us to fast. You know, Jesus didn't say, if you fast, and, and, you know, and He didn't say it to be condemning. But He said it because that was kind of a practice of what we can do. We abstain from certain things because we're, we want to be more hungry for God. As the deer pants for the water, oh, my soul pants after thee. I think Simeon lived that way. And, and Anna lived that way. She was also, beloved, a prophetess. <laughs> she was one of those persons in the church that God had given a particular gift to, even though the church hadn't been formed yet. She was a person in the temple who could hear and pray and was the salt when there was so little salt in the temple. We need their perseverance. We need their hunger. But we also need their humility because things aren't going to happen the way we think they should. You know, I, I mean, seriously, it's good for us to realize that while we're alive, that, you know, the church never was Burger King, right? I mean, we should have, we should, we want, we want people to be able to use their gifts and people to be able to use uh, the, the, you know, be led by the Spirit. And, and what would be wonderful is if we as a congregation, if we were led by the Spirit, you know, I think we would all be in the same direction. Uh, even though we, you know, we have different, uh, you know, inclinations and different gifts giftings and stuff, at least certainly the main thing for us all would be that we want to be the greatest light, the greatest salt, not only in the community in which we live, but to the uttermost parts of the world until Jesus comes back. But it's not going to happen the way I want it to do. And again, I said, well, it's not hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us do it your way. But no, we want to, I mean, you know, some people say, well, Brother Tom, it seems to be if it's not your way, we're not going to do it. But, you know, if that's the way it seems to you, I, pray for me. Because that's not the way I want it to be. 
if you can show me a better way, you know, or something that the scripture says that we should be doing and that we can get on the same page of it, man, I am with you. We want to serve God and be hungry for the Lord and be humble. It's not about us anyway. It really wasn't about Simeon and it wasn't about Anna. You know what it was about? It was about their connection with Jesus. That's what it's about. It's their connection with Jesus. And it's not about me and it's not about you and it's not about this is the way we've always done it. It's about our connection with Jesus in 2020 of December as we're about to finish out this calendar. What do we do, Lord, in the midst of this virus? Do we just quit? Stay home? Call it quits? Wrap it up? Put it in the bag? Wait until the Lord says we can come out again? What do we do? Or do we seek His face more diligently? Do we say, Lord, surely there's a reason you've allowed this to happen. What is it you want me to do in this day? You know, look, I, I just want you to know this. I don't like pain and suffering. And I don't want to be sick and I don't want to make anybody sick. But I wish we had as much fear about sin in our lives and the way we talk about people behind their backs as we do about the coronavirus. I wish we were as afraid that, you know, the thoughts that we think negatively or the things that we do, that we're not going to do it anymore because we don't do it like we used to do it. If we, I wish we would be, you know, realize that that's maybe not the right attitude with Jesus. The one who reveals our hearts. He knows our motives. No one else knows each of our motives. You know, we have a tendency to judge one another on what they do, but we don't know why they do it, but Jesus does. He knows why. You know why I come here to church every Sunday morning? I hope you know. Because I get paid. That's why. I'm going to laugh out of that. Come on. But God knows our motives. And the good news is, is that we can be just as esteemed as Simeon and, 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 what's her name? Anna. I was just checking to see if you're listening. We can be as esteemed in heaven's eyes as they were if we would just seek His face. Lord, give us a hunger for you. I, I, I'm 65 and I tell people that because I, I wouldn't mind retiring, but I don't want to lose a hunger for Jesus. I don't want to give up. I don't want to throw in the towel. I want to be at the temple when He appears. Suddenly the Lord shall appear. That last verse we sang is about Him coming back. He is coming back. We don't let these, need to let these things distract us. He's coming back. And we need to be ready when He comes. We want to be led by the Spirit of God for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Hebrews 8.28 reads like this, So it is certain that Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, and after that, to those who look for Him, He will appear a second time. Not this time to deal with sin, but the next time He comes to bring full salvation to those who eagerly await for Him. Simeon and 
Anna waited for his first coming, and I hope that that's what we're all doing. We are actively waiting for Jesus to come again. And we want to be about His business until He comes. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. I don't know if you got that you know that anticipation perfect gift if you were waiting on to get it from me I know you didn't get it uh, for Christmas but I know what the perfect gift is and I know that it's he is the gift that you know we've heard that that keeps on giving he keeps on giving he keeps on giving he keeps on giving we're so fortunate to know that Jesus came to provide forgiveness. I need that every day of my life. He came to give us grace for whatever we experience in this life. He came to make God's will known for us and for us to be able to do God's will. And He keeps on giving. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank You again that you were not caught by surprise when you first came and there was no room for you in 
the guest room. It surprised your parents, but it didn't surprise you, Lord. And nothing catches you by surprise. And we're so grateful that you knew what you were getting when you invited us into this relationship. And still you have invited us into it today. We love you, but we don't love you as much as you love us. But we know what love is now because you've come. We pray that you would fill us again with your Holy Spirit. May we be led like Simeon. May we persevere in praying and seeking your face like Anna until the day you return to take us home with you forever and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.